0: Welcome everyone to episode 15 of the Parallel Physiques Podcast. So excited to bring Anne Eckberg to you today. You get to hear about her journey to coaching as well as her journey in coaching. So take a listen, take some time. This woman is amazing and she has some great insights. Welcome to episode 15. hey everybody welcome to the parallel physique's podcast episode 15. so excited about episode 15. Um, we have kenneth and i today have ann Eckberg with us she is one of my clients we've been together for over a, over a year just over just over a year Um, so excited to bring you this amazing superstar woman Um, yeah she laughs don't laugh Anne. it's the truth Um, today and uh, we're just going to get right into it because uh, we have a lot to talk about Anne, first of all what we'd like to do is let everybody know some things about you so just tell us about you to get us started so we can kind of get comfortable in in hearing what you have to say
1: thank you laura thank you kenneth um I am a retired uh middle school English teacher. I was in education for thirty five years. I reti- reti- that's retired retired under the that's that takes a the- type of human. <laughs> I retired just before the pandemic.
2: That a girl.
1: Yeah, that was great timing on to me. Um I had some life changes that year before my dad died. Um, he he was 90. Um, I, I was able to leave my job for about six weeks. My district was fantastic. I helped my mom take care of him at home. Um, and in the meantime, I had terrible bad knees. I have um, a real strong genetic uh, predisposed for arthritis. Um, our orthopedic doctor that I saw has replaced 22 joints in my family. Um, wow! So so I had in October. So he cow- kind of looks
2: at you guys as like a bunch of cash cows. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Let's go, let's Maybe. line them up."
1: We probably paid for his lake home and his boat, and who knows. What. <laughs>
2: He's got a tattoo uh, of your family last name on his back.
1: But he really—he had changed the course of our lives for all—all all of us, including my mom, who had double replacement six months after my dad passed away. He had both her knees replaced, and then I, four months later, had both of mine done at the same time. Um. And prior to that, I was, yeah, I, we have four kids. I have eight grandkids. Um, all my kids were active. I liked being active, but the last two, three years before replacements, I, I wasn't. And I was really not in good shape. Um, and so the December before I met Laura, a friend of mine said she was going to go work in this garage gym. Oh, and back up a minute. Prior to that, my husband and I had had uh, a health screening through our life insurance or yeah, our life insurance. And we went and had blood work and they screened arteries and all kinds of things. His came back all in the green. all Everything was good. Mine were not uh, a high blood pressure, um, high cholesterol, pre-diabetic. Um, I don't know. The only thing that was good was my thyroid. Um, and I thought, you know, my dad. And that was on, on its the-
2: way out with a matter yeah. of time, probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who knows? It had already bought its ticket on the train. It just wasn't there yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I, um, my dad was 90 and I thought, oh, if I can live to be 90. And he was in pretty decent shape. For the up until the last couple of years. Um, I thought, oh, but when I looked at those numbers, I thought, I'll never make it to 90. I might not make it to 65 if I keep up on that, if I keep on this trajectory. So insert my friend, Carrie, who said she was going to go work out with the superintendent's wife in her garage gym. <laughs> and i so i kind whatever of whatever it takes her. whatever it takes all right oh well yeah <laughs> so i kind of stalked her and and did some things and she was advertising you know that she had um, classes and i think so we are, are our- you a stalker oh, do stalk <laughs>
2: people regularly
1: <laughs> only if i want to know something <laughs> <laughs> only if it's going to benefit me
2: <laughs> right okay no. that's good enough so have you stopped um, me i'm just curious this is interesting i have i
1: i'm i'm sorry kenneth i how ha- di- haven't
2: you haven't I feel how like did, I how know you know. don't give a shit about me ann that, that's what it is okay all right at least i know where i stand okay go ahead i
1: feel like i know Move you on. already because i watch oh, okay. all your podcasts and i talk to laura almost every day
2: <laughs> that's fair that's fair okay
1: <laughs> So I think we had our first call. I remember I was in target with my daughter and I told Megan, I said, I have to get to the car because Laura's going to call me. And so we were sitting in the parking lot when we had our first call and you were on speakerphone and I got done and I looked at my daughter and I said, she might be my answer. There was just, I felt even an immediate connection. Um, I thought, ah, I'm gonna pursue this. And so I think I walked into your gym, February 2nd for something, uh, that date, I think is when I maybe signed up with you possibly. Mm -hmm. I worked out with you, Mm -hmm. I think in January and died. I
2: mean, and died and you died.
1: Oh. Well, I was so out of shape. I was so sure. out of shape. You know, I couldn't jump rope. Remember? I couldn't I remember. jump rope. And what do you do now So here's a question. Here's here's a rope. question,
2: Ann. So, if you if you died that day, why would you come back?
1: I loved the the dynamics and the way Laura connected with us in there and the way she connected with me, um, there was So something... you're like,
2: if I'm going to die, I'm going to die by Laura's hand is what, <laughs> is what you decided.
1: You're like, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm
2: all in. Let's go to I death And I came back together. two days
1: later and I came back and I came back and I came back. And now if I can't so get there I'm Was there, there ever a
2: point, but was there ever a point where you wanted to quit?
1: I don't think so. I have yet. Do
2: you think, do you think because you didn't want to quit, was it because you were at a place where you were like, you know what? I'm tired of being miserable. I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of being out of shape. I'm tired of all these things. So you reach your rock bottom point.
1: I think so. And, and I have these eight grandkids and half of them live within three miles of me. And are what are their ages um yeah. oh, our oldest will be fifteen in July um all okay. the way down to ten months
2: so you're 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 going
1: grandma yes oh yes i I help i take care of the baby because the daughter who had the baby is an e r nurse, and um
2: takes a village. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and her husband is part of our our farming enterprise and she doesn't need daycare five days a week. So uh, that's what I'm doing.
2: So you're, yes, you have to be uh, vibrant and ready to go for those little kids.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Because they will put you down. (laughs) (laughs) if you don't
1: watch it yeah i'm tired when everybody goes home Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sure i'm sure Mm -hmm.
2: sure
0: yeah so i think what goes along with that Anne, was really interesting when kenneth was asking you about um not quitting because you hit your rock bottom and you said your impetus was the the lab markers that you got back which for those Mm -hmm. you know for those of those of you listening who've ever had one of those types of wellness checks like you didn't get a ton of lab markers but you got the big ones the normal right yeah right those came back a little iffy um right but it wasn't i don't know that it was just that that made you decide you had to Mm. make a change because it felt like this was a bigger time of change you had retired you were you know slipping into this i'm gonna take care of my grandbaby's role because that's part of the reason you retired was because so that you could you could right. be with your family more right right, right. Um, and i was blessed to be able to do that yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so but... you were kind of in this this transition phase already and knowing that things were going to get even more interesting not that teaching isn't challenging because it is physically challenging (laughs) anyone who says it's not has never done it or they're not a teacher who actually gets up and teaches kids they sit behind a desk right that kind of thing exactly which is not ever um but i remember you talking to i feel like there's something we talked about before we got on you know before we started recording it was kind of interesting as you were talking about more about who you are in terms of how you live your life and your ability to change. Like when Kenneth was talking and he said, did you ever want to quit? Like, "Mm, Anne's not a quitter. Right. And feels like some days she doesn't want to do it so much. (laughs) But but you roll with the transitions like you roll with it because you know, that that's what life is mm-hmm.
1: and you are mm-hmm.
0: you are open to those things and i think okay
2: so i have a question i have a question i've got to interrupt you
0: yeah
1: yeah
2: how old are you again
1: me yes i will i'll be 61 in june
2: okay at 61 years old what makes you what has made you not a quitter because I, I'm, trying to, I'm, t- I'm trying to differentiate mm-hmm. between the people that I do see who quit and the people who don't quit. And the, and the reason why I'm asking this is a lot of 60-year-olds would quit. Or not because start. You're, or not start. And, and, and what I would say is, is like, okay, when you came to Laura, how much did your life have to kind of do a topsy-turvy – sort of upside down thing and and change like your routines and maybe some relationships and like some some mental health stuff and all the things. Because I know Laura and she's, you know, maybe she's gradually attacking all that stuff, but she's going to attack all of it and she's going to hold you accountable and be really easy for you to be like, okay, uh, Laura, why don't you back up off me because this is uncomfortable and I'm going to like. I'm gonna quit here but you're like no I'm gonna be resilient to change I'm gonna roll with the punches I'm gonna do what she says and it's not yeah I get the buy-in like I feel this connection to Laura and I trust her that has Mm -hmm. to be there but there's something innate in you that has made you not a quitter.
1: I have been that quitter. (laughs) I don't, I've tried everything, done everything. Um, as far as losing weight, trying to be healthy, I, to me, we've had deep conversations. We have had tears. (laughs) Um, yeah. In our, in our, I think that happens
2: a lot actually.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I think it the, the time for me was right. Um I, I just I don't know though that that test that are not that test the um the blood work that we had done and the whole idea that I thought I could live to be 90 or 100 um, the idea that I've got all these other little people and uh, counting on me to be there and show up for things. Um, I was tired. I was shaky. I was not the best version of myself. Um, and I knew I could be better. And my age too. Yeah, my age. Um, I'm not going to live forever. My own mortality was but And
2: this is what I'll say is like, there's a lot of people in your shoes. There's people in their thirties right now in your shoes. There's people in their forties right now. And in, in your shoes. There's people in their fifties mm-hmm. right now in, in your shoes. I have clients right now. I have a client today that's quitting because they can't deal. They can't roll with it. They can't roll with the punches. They can't do what it takes. And, you still show up for yourself every day. What, what is it in you that that clicked where you were like, "You know what? I have to do this, even when I don't want to do this. I have Laura to lean on. I have you know a conver- I can have a conversation, I can get re-centered, but and I'm sure you've you've failed. Everyone has failed oh. in the process. And at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like, you're still getting up you're still getting up. And that's what I keep telling my clients, the ones that fall, I tell them, it's not about the fall. It's not about the failure. It's about how quickly can you get back up? So like, let's just like, let's put it to a baseline of food. So like you're prescribed a meal plan. Say you eat off of your meal plan. Well, the goal is to get back on your meal plan, the next meal, not the next day, Not the next Mm -hmm, two mm -hmm. weeks from now, whatever, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like, you know, what's, what do you do? And so like innately in you and it could have been a life experience as a little girl or like something that's happened along the way or whatever. Like, why do you have the tenacity at your age to be like, you know what? It ain't going to be me. I'm going to fucking nail this shit down. I'm going to fail. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to trust Laura and I'm going to keep going. Like that's Honestly, like that's probably part of why you're on this podcast because you're an ideal client. And I think trying to communicate what an ideal client looks like to some of our other clients is really important because all this is new. All this is new changes and stuff. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. does that make sense? Can you sure. get down into that a little bit? Sure. I
1: think, I think what I finally figured out is I have to put myself first. I can't mm. put myself, I can't put anybody mm. else.
2: Mm. That's what I'm saying.
1: We're okay. all cheering right now. If you're not watching this yes. on YouTube, you're missing it.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: I, I finally, yeah. And whether it's because I, I have the time, because I do. I don't have to leave my home except for nine o'clock on Monday, Wednesday, Friday to work out. <laughs> time, time out, time out, time uh, out. Uh, uh. I'm. I'm going to
0: push back on that, and here's why I'm going to push back on that. Number one, we all, we all can have the excuse that we don't have time to put ourselves first. So right now, I'm going to say, take that, throw it in the garbage, because that's not true for anyone. It's not that we don't have time for ourselves; it's that we don't make time. Make the, for take ourselves. the time. Right? Yeah, because I know now I'm now here's the biggest reason I'm pushing back on this is because what you just said is not true. Yes, you are blessed that you do you are retired from your career. Yeah. But you're very busy. Yeah. You have yeah. an aging mother <laughs> that you love and care for you have God bless you have brothers and sisters. However, they're busy people. So most the brunt of taking care of mom is on you, whether it's physically or just the emotional part of taking care of mom. And I see this and I see that I know this touches you because we're dealing with some stuff right now, right? That takes being busy isn't just being busy physically and doing the things. There's a lot of busy, in oh, our yeah. brains, right? <laughs> and you have grandbabies, my God, you have eight of them. And
2: we, I do Yeah, we can we, we just talk about that? That's a lot. But we
1: don't talk <laughs> like about that,
0: the gen- that's like a litter of puppies, you know.
1: <laughs> but there's but also they don't come all at once. No, but like, there's uh, the generation,
0: <laughs> there's the generation of people in between there
1: mm-hmm.
0: that are interesting in themselves. Those are the grown adult children that you're still the mom of that add a whole new layer of stuff because now they've had their own children and now you're grandma, but you're still mom and, 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 you have to, there's so... So
2: So what I hear Laura saying is your responsibility load is probably greater than most everybody else's in the world.
1: I used to say when summer would end, when I was teaching, I couldn't wait to get back to the classroom because it was so much easier. Because I wasn't, I wasn't farm wife. I wasn't mom. I wasn't coach. I wasn't um, chauffeur. I was. Uh, I was just the teacher in my classroom. So, and yeah. by the way, <clears throat> what she also doesn't talk about
0: is the fact that, and she mentioned it briefly. She has. I don't know. I can't. You said your farm enterprise, which is actually a great way to explain that because Anne lives on a farm. It's beautiful Mm -hmm. by the way Mm -hmm. um but her husband doesn't isn't just a farmer guy like he has this whole enterprise Mm -hmm. of business things going on
1: Mm -hmm. where Mm
0: -hmm. Anne's making them lunches and the men are coming in from doing their things and it's this whole thing my friend
2: so you're the glue
0: right oh i love that the glue yeah oh and And maybe yeah
2: and if you're not if you're not at your best, there's some shit falling apart. Like quick. There's kids Possibly. not being fed. There's grown ass adults not being fed. There's, there's a farm that's not happening. Like there's all kinds of stuff going on. Possibly. Like mm-hmm. you need to give yourself some credit. But it's also like, I think talking about this, it's like you weren't even going down that road, right? You nope. weren't even going to go down all that road with us. And so like at the end of the day, Maybe that's a lack of self-awareness a little bit in in like how much you carry. And so maybe that's an improvement thing where you need to be like, you know what, from a self-awareness standpoint, Mm -hmm. my plate is so full in comparison to what, you know, um, it's common for you, but it's not normal. It's not normal to have your plate that full. Like you shouldn't, it's common because that's what you've been all your life. And even as a teacher, my mom was in the the school system for a really long time. So if, if she wasn't working, you know, 12 hours a day, she was at home downloading what happened with the kids at the dinner table and then, you know, working on something before she went to bed. So Mm -hmm. I know exactly, I know exactly who you are and ultimately like, you're working on this self-awareness piece and all these other things, but you still, you're still showing up. You're still showing up for yourself. And that's what I would say is like, most people don't, you know, I, my mentor, my coach, we were just having this conversation about me. I'll tell you a little bit about that, but his answer to that, to me sort of saying, Hey, I got all this going on. I got this going on. I got that going on i got my hands in all kinds of stuff and i've got a client load like i got tons of things going on
1: mm-hmm. and
2: guess who i abandoned first me yourself yeah i abandoned myself and so austin says to me you need to give yourself some credit because most people could stump their toe and it would end their world and you're not only resilient but you're a leader people depend on you and he kind of goes down this list of things he's like you're you have to take care of yourself you have to be at the optimal version of yourself or all of these other people are going to miss out on what they need and you're what they need and I think that might have been the awakening that you were coming to when you were retired it's like you may not be actively saying it out loud but Laura's drawing it out of you saying Okay, you wanted to get healthier and you wanted to get better because you're the damn glue and the glue is breaking down.
0: And I I think that's great because, Kenneth, you mentioned, you know, um, getting to know you as a person and who you are. And I think part of what has helped you to be resilient and to stay with it and to get back on the horse and not fail is because you're understanding that, yes, this is a different part of your life, a new chapter, a different chapter, a different space. And in that transition, you are also transitioning the belief system of who you are. And I think oh. that is so valuable. And I just, this is just sitting in my head and in my heart mm. because Anne said to me, Laura, I'm a baker. I love baking. I have how many in the, in the, in the, quote, I have always been a baker. And I said, Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe you won't be anymore. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But we talked about, we, but that led us into various conversations yeah. um, kind of on the down low, not necessarily like outright, but about how we identify, who we are in terms of the things that we do and maybe that's not really who we are like we got to get deeper than that and i think that's what kenneth is talking about is we go deeper than that because when we go deeper it's like when we go to the doctor it's like i don't want a doctor to just put a band-aid on me and fix my my symptom i want him to figure out the root cause and that's what we do is we go deeper mm-hmm. and say is that your identity now let's change that identity and maybe it's okay to be. The yeah, maker because every once because
2: a while. because what I would say is like yes. what you're doing as a mother, as a wife, as a grandmother, as you know, a partner in a in a you know farming enterprise, all, all these things, all these roles that you have, like that's honorable. Like how many how many people get the chance to do that? How many, how many people get the chance to do that? So like at the end of the day, like that's the weight of it, though. That's how heavy it is. So it's like if if you take the real actual weight of who you are and what you're bringing to the table day in, day out. And I think this applies to a lot of people. It may not be specific with eight grandchildren and however many kids you have and, and mm-hmm. the business and all these other things. But like. Don't underestimate the hole you'll leave if something were to happen. And if people approach that with that in mind, then they're probably going to take care of themselves. And then, then the other part of it that's in sort of a conjunction with that is, all right, well, how do I take care of myself? Nobody knows that answer. A lot of the time when you pose that to them personally, so then you then what I have to do is frame the question, and say, okay, Anne, let me put you on the spot here. Who's the most important person to you? Is it your mom, right now?
1: Oh, oh. you you really want me to answer that?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you take care of her, right?
1: Right. I mean, she doesn't live with me, right. but yeah, it's what, right. it's what but, I wake up so, in the middle of the night thinking about.
2: Right. So mm-hmm. if you took care of your, like, if you're responsible for taking care of your mother, what are the things that you would do? Right. You could write a whole list. You could probably mm-hmm. like, you could write 10 pages of things you, you, you should do for your mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? And that list for you too? what's on that list why aren't you caring for yourself like you're in charge of taking care of yourself?
1: Because if you look
2: at it as like that, it's different.
1: Right. Right. And I think it's taken me 60 years to figure that out. (laughs) It took me that long. Others can figure it out way before that, but it took me that long to figure it out and things that are non-negotiable. I mean, uh, if I have to take care of my my ten-month-old grandson. I really hope I can make it work, so I can get to town either at nine or at four fifteen to work out. I just boundaries. I, yeah, boundaries, and we've had conversations about boundaries, haven't we, Laura? We yeah. have. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So the only way you can you can like okay, so we take your mom off the top of the piece of paper. And this is all the things that you're going to do for your mom. But then you put yourself at the top, right? And Mm -hmm. now you have this whole list of things that you're going to do for yourself. Well, the only way that you're Miss Glue, the only way that you're going to do all the things on that list is you got to put some boundaries to some people that you don't want to have to put boundaries with. And those are probably some family members. And there's probably some, like, close friendships. And those are some people that when you start putting boundaries in place, they're like, hey, 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 hey. What you doing? Why are you doing that? This is uncomfortable for me. You never put boundaries in place before. Now I'm reeling. I don't know what to do Mm -hmm. because I don't Mm -hmm. have boundaries with you. And now you're putting boundaries with me and you want to take care of yourself all of a sudden. Wait a minute. You take care of me. That's the way this should go. And it's like, uh uh-uh, no, no, no. I got to take care of me so I can take care of you.
1: Right. Right. So true. So true and it, yeah right
2: <laughs> yeah and i think at the end of the day like that i think we're constantly talking about that with clients and whether it's a a direct conversation or whether it's an in and around or whether it's like you know here or there we're having to bring it back up because different people handle things different different ways you can't be so direct mm-hmm. with some people um I think in conversation with Laura and prior to you coming on the podcast, you're doing those things. You're doing those things, and the, the, that's where the hard part is. Like, like that's the hard shit. Like, like, and like you're putting on the dirty gloves and doing the dirty work that nobody wants to do because nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings. Nobody wants to to draw boundaries and cause difficult conversations and confrontation and those types of things. And, but if you take your, if you take yourself back and you fix it, you fix yourself, then the impact that you can have for those little kids and the impact you can have for those children of yours and the impact you can have for those employees mm-hmm. and all those different things, it's that much greater, mm-hmm. but it feels like you're being selfish because you've spent a whole entire life being a teacher, being a mom, being a grandma, being, doing Taking all care the things. care of everybody. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what happened? You woke up at 16. And you were like, well, my blood work tells me I didn't take care of myself at all.
1: I'm really lucky actually that we had that. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, I want to live long. I want to be healthy and live the best life that I can. And I, I'm on the right path.
2: Right. And it's, and the thing I think we try to communicate, and maybe you can chime in on this, Ann. Is it taking longer than you thought?
1: <laughs> uh-huh. I had this goal. And I thought, <laughs> oh, if I just get to this, I'm going to be, yeah. I'm going to look like this. I'm going
2: to. Your money, right? You're <laughs> just like, it's done. We can just wash our hands and we can walk away from it. It's good. And like, that's yeah. never true.
1: In fact, I wrote down snail's pace on this. I have a piece of paper in front of me because I thought yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, this is not an overnight. Oh, whoo. I less than a year I'm done. Whoo, made it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But I've because it's deep work. It right. Right. It's not, you know, um like all the other programs. Um It's, it's not, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a, I, I, there are things that if I eat them now, they make me ill. They don't, my body does not like them. I don't physically, emotionally, all of the things it just, and I don't know that I was, that was even work I was doing, but I was doing it. Yeah. In our our weekly calls, in our check ins, it's like oh, and Laura always gives feedback and 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 always feedback that makes well she nails it first of all. Um, <laughs> yesterday's was yep, and she wasn't even in my house, but she could have been in my house all all <laughs> week because she, it was exactly what was happening to me exactly. That's how well she knows me. Just make sure you and turn I think off your that's, phone. I'm kidding.
2: But let me, let me, let me take that little piece of information that you just said. Laura could have been in my home because it's like she was there anyway, because that's how well she knows me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Why do you think that is? It's not because Laura's just sitting around waiting to hear from you and trying, you know, like, like, looking in your window, like, I don't have anything else to do. I'm just going to smile on hand. right? So what it really is, is like, you're being, you're showing up. You're doing your part. So if you're doing your part, then I get to know you better because you're doing your exactly. part. And then now I can coach you on an epic level because I understand you. I know what's happening at your house. I know what your dynamics yeah. are in your family, those right. types of things. So like when you have somebody, let's just say, Let's, I like Nancy. Nancy's a good name. Nancy, and <laughs> the other end of the street, has also heard your story with Laura, and she's like, oh, I'm going to sign up with Laura. This is great. Well, Nancy doesn't talk to Laura, but in her check-in, and when she does her check-in, she does like very minimal stuff. It's like, well, I had a good time at a party this weekend, and I <laughs> behaved, and I was 90% on plan, and I did this and this, and it was just really basic, right? And I'm not saying like, write a whole like I don't know dissertation on the week <laughs> but like I don't let's, write let's give some, <laughs> right so let's like give some depth a little depth of what's happening, what's happened and then we get to know you and over time mm-hmm. you get to know that person but all of a sudden Nancy's like, well why is things not working for me? It's like, well, Nancy, you're half lying in your check-in because you said 90%, which really means 50%. And then on top of that, you're not really talking to your coach. So your coach doesn't know who you are. And they don't know what to do anyway because you don't communicate. So at the end of the day, you're doing all the hard shit that nobody really wants to do because it's uncomfortable and nobody likes that. And then Mm -hmm. it makes Laura's job that much more effective because she can take all of this information. And then she can package it up in a little bow and be like, Hey, this is who you are. And you're like, well, shit, I can't, I mean, damn, she's right. Wow. Why she gotta be right all the time. How often do you feel that way? Cause I have clients all the time who are like, stop being right. Stop.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I don't feel like that at all. I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful that Laura came into my life. Um, no, I you know if she said maybe for uh, your workout you should jump off the bridge, I okay. <laughs> okay, if Laura thinks it's going to work, I'm going to do
0: it. Only if we're tied to one of those rope things oh, and we do that, so we have to do
1: that that's together because so I'm super that's afraid really of heights. <laughs> yeah, no, I oh, I man. trust her, and 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 everything that i have done laura has put together and it's just for me it's it right. works for me it might not work for nancy nancy needs a different kind of plan
2: nancy laura. needs help she needs a lot of other things going on <laughs>
1: okay
0: <laughs> you know it, it though and what the piece that we that we kind of jump around i don't think that we actually discussed it like head on Though, is the fact like what kenneth said is we get to work with our clients i get to work with you in your life while your life is happening which is Mm -hmm. not something that a program can do because you don't they don't know your life they don't get to know you they don't have that relationship um right and to to say i mean and you said lots of wonderful things about me and i you i just i so appreciate that um but while while you're learning from me as the coach i get to learn from you right because there's no there's no movement there's no um monitoring there's no no changing things in your plan to help you if i don't learn from you And I learned so many things from you about how you're addressing things in your life or not, or how about how things are going that we can monitor and adjust. And we do that because we learn from each other. And then we go, yeah, that worked. Oh, that's happening. Oh, that wasn't Mm -hmm. quite it. Let's do this. Let's try this. And then Mm -hmm. we can take that. I mean, I guarantee you, I mean, I use things. That i've learned from working with you when things happen in your life i'm like Okay, now let's see like I have Sam down the street that i'm working with fake not a person. Um, but hey I see this happening in their life super similar to yours hmm how does this fit mm. with this person right so as yes. coaches, we get to learn with you and from yes. you at the same time that you get to learn with us and from us. And it's it's a relationship. So that's why yes. like Kenneth was talking about a perfect client. It's like Nancy down the street who isn't interested in a relationship and just wants, God, you know how many times I hear people, just, just give me my macros. Like, I don't do that. I can't do that because- It's that, not gonna
2: provide you any success anyway.
0: No, right. no. It It will
2: momentarily potentially, but what I'll say too, is like, you know, piggybacking on the Sam, you know, situation, the state client of yours. So, you know, I've been, you know, I've been doing this for a while, but like i work with a lot of women and there's patterns. I'm not saying all women are the same, that's not the case, but there's patterns that I see that happen in different stages of life. And there's different relationships. I mean, humans are all similar. So like, I think if I really had to think about it, boil it down, there's probably like five different types of humans. You know what I mean? And there's just maybe some nuances of like how they manage certain things. But that particular person falls into this category in general. And so when you're being a good client and, and things are working and things are progressing and things are changing for you, then we run across someone that might be similar to you. And it may not be your whole story, but there could be a grandmother with eight grandkids that have you know, multiple children that have all. The, you know, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, my gosh, who is this and person? I'm going to reach out to her and we're going to chat and she's going to give me a little bit of wisdom. But you give us wisdom, too, so that we can manage that situation with that client. That's similar to you so and then there's also there's stressors that sort of equalize you know conditions that we see that pop up so let's say you have XYZ stressors well if I have someone over here that has XYZ stressors it usually like shows up in their blood work it shows up in their physique it shows up in how they're feeling so the more we gather from this you know a clinical trial type of situation in conversation and addressing issues, we're becoming better coaches, because you're making us flex our muscles, the ones who don't follow the plan, the ones that don't communicate, the ones that aren't good clients, guess what, I don't have to flex, because there's no changes. There's nothing that's going to happen. There's no I mean, there's a whole issue, like, we might as well just not communicate until you follow the plan. Does that make sense? So, like you just doing your part is like hallelujah. Can we get twelve more? Where do you have sisters? Do you have cousins? Do you have? I mean, anybody like you?
0: You know, I, you I know do I want to bring up though, um, and we talked about this before we got on here because there's this. I believe, and and I'm just going to put it out there. I know there is a distinct group of people on this planet who go, oh. Well, that only happens and you only run into that. And I hear it all the time. Oh, it's just menopause. Oh, it's when you get to menopause. Oh, it's so blah, 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 right? And, and oh, you're 60 or oh, you're 50 or oh, you're whatever. And here's what I want to say to that. When you're 30 and when you're 35 and when you're 39 and when you're 41, ladies out there, the things you're doing right now, the overscheduling, the I can do it all, like putting on the frickin' Wonder Woman bracelets and the little thing and doing the I'm the best and I can do everything, that is going to come back to bite you in the butt. Stop it now. Because I'm fifty-two and you're gonna be sixty-one. And if we would have known the things that we know now and done things differently then, and I just and if and just looked up to the heavens and went, you bet, like <laughs> praise Jesus. Ah! We would be in a different spot today. Things would be different. And they might have been different then. I know they would have been different then. Right. So yeah. this isn't this isn't a conversation for someone who's of a certain age. Right? Oh no. No. Mm-hmm. No, if, you, if you're worried about going through perimenopause or menopause and it's going to be a nightmare and you're 30 and you're hearing this or you're 35 and your mom's talking about it or whoever's talking about it, that's the time when you go, I need to get my shit together now to make it so right. that you don't run into that. Right. Yeah. Yes.
1: I wish I knew you when I was 44. We would have had fun. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's the only thing that would happen that's the only (laughs) thing that would have happened y'all would have had fun that's it there would have been nothing else y'all have been running marathons Uh, and all kinds of craziness and the next thing you know like i'm coaching both of you out of (laughs) whatever yeah
0: so Ann, when you think about your journey to this point what do you want people to take away from this? What do you, what's your like go-to? What's the thing someone can take and put in their pocket and go,
1: I need to think about that for later because I think I'm right there. That you are worth it. You are worth your time and your energy and your good thoughts and and anything else. You need to put yourself first so that you are the best version and can be the glue for those who are counting on you. You have to count on yourself. And, and, and yes, I'm Christian and I believe in God. God put me here at this time in this place and put Laura in my life at this time in this place, because it was the right time for me. Um, and, and that whether you're 25 or 35 or 45 or 50, whatever your age is, put yourself first. It's not selfish. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else. That's, Amen,
2: sister. That's what I'm saying. That's
1: my advice. And some maybe have learned that's that great. earlier. It took me a little bit longer, <laughs> but yeah. And my husband understands it too. You know, Sunday. Usually, I do my check-in Sunday, anywhere between four and nine. I mean, I've been up at nine yet. Oh, I gotta, I gotta finish this. I have to send this to Laura, and he'll say, "You coming to bed?" I'm doing my check-in. I'm finishing my check-in. Um, it's just what I do. It's it has to be done, even if it wasn't a great week, like my last week.
2: Can you say that again?
1: You still, even if it's need- not a
2: great week, do your check-in. Because what, what happens if it's a great week? Otherwise, how can week? you
1: help us? You can't help Exactly.
2: Me. How can I encourage you if you don't tell me? How
1: mm-hmm. can I
2: help if I don't know? I just literally just got mm-hmm. off the phone with a client. I'm literally like, even if it's a text message, like my world has blown up. What do you think my response would be? It's going to be, we need to hop on a call tomorrow. What time can you talk?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then
2: I'm in there. Right. But it's like, if if you're not even doing that part, how do I enter into your life? I can't. Right. There's no, there's no doorway. No. There's no window. No. There's no crack. There's no nothing.
1: Right.
0: Right.
2: So that, that's, I mean, everything you just said is really good.
0: And I would even change it to, especially if it wasn't a perfect week. Because that's, yeah that's where we get to do the digging in and the learning that's where Oh, let me in.
2: use laura for an example let me use laura for an example so i coach laura right
0: mm-hmm.
2: if she's having a bad week she can have a tendency to not want to talk about it but when she talks mm-hmm. about it what happens things get a whole lot better mm-hmm. right like you've learned to lean yeah. on me over the course of time and but like earlier on you just be like i'm gonna suck it up i'm gonna suck it up i'm just gonna suck it up it sucks you suck it up and like (laughs) then she then she's a mess right Then she's a mess and then the the following week i like i didn't even know it was a bad week and she's a mess and we're talking just personal stuff because we're you know best friends and it's like so we're talking and i'm like what is wrong with you i thought everything everything's not fine it's like okay oh okay so it's like all right well just tell me more often when things aren't going well and that way i can i mean she was having some gi distress last week if she hadn't have contacted mm-hmm. me when she did then we would she got, god knows where we'd be right now she'd probably be struggling with acid reflux right this minute while we're talking but what happened we got it under control everything's good mm-hmm. you're back to normal
0: now i'm just so, hungry again
2: Whatever. <laughs> oh, that's great news. That means you're getting a food increase. <laughs> so, oh, but like, that's
0: a whole. That's a whole. Yeah. We don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> no.
2: But I think that's what we're really talking about is like human nature to be, you know, vulnerable, self sabotaging, self You're self sabotaging. Oh, yeah. Like you don't want to be vulnerable. You want to be self sabotaging. Cause you don't deserve it because you know, whatever happened, you're and like at the end of the day, like stop being negative, put yourself first. Like you said, learn that discipline is the ultimate definition of self-love. Discipline is the ultimate definition of self-love and execute it, execute it. Because if you don't, then damn, we can't execute it for you.
1: Right. I have one of your quotes, actually, on a post it inside my cupboard from one of the other uh, podcasts that you did. And I believe it says love yourself enough to put your love yourself enough to. And I don't think it said follow the plan, love yourself enough to put yourself first, I believe, is what you said. Yeah. One of your earlier. I come up,
2: I come up with some good stuff sometimes <laughs> every once in a while. Blind pig an acre. I'm
1: writing that down. <laughs> I do have a tendency to put post it notes all over. I set a new goal uh, yesterday, and I have it's not for the whole world to see because I don't need everybody to see it, but it's wherever I see it. I open the card. Oh, yep, that's my goal. Oh, yep, that's my goal.
2: I think that's helpful. You know, I think that's helpful. I does help, I help me. Think- mm-hmm. Most any client could probably implement that. Like I have these Uber organized people and I tell them, okay, well, you're organized with everything but what I tell you to do. <laughs> so why don't you take that stuff, the organizational tools that you use for your work and all these other things that you manage? Why don't you put my stuff in it? Why don't you set an alarm for when you're supposed to eat? Why don't you set an alarm for when you're supposed to go to the gym? You know, all this, all that type of stuff. Guess what? Pot calling the kettle block right here. Mm-hmm. Got to do the same thing. I got to do the same thing because I'm terrible <laughs> at it. And Laura will beat me over the head about it because she'll check in with me and ask me, like, how's it going with Austin? And I'm like, Austin's great. I suck.
1: <laughs> well, I could say the same thing. Laura's great. Yeah. I fall down. <laughs> I fall down, but she's there. Yeah. I'm there to pick you up. You are just like you did yesterday morning when I thought, oh, I need a whole new workout routine. I'm just stuck. And you looked at me and you said, how about if you follow your plan? How about if you follow your food plan? And now, I hadn't been I can taking say pictures. that to you.
0: I can say that to you very directly because we have been working together so
1: long. <laughs> well, right. And that I appreciate that. I'm not a foo foo, you know, sugar-coated. No, no. Direct is best for me. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, I, I thought about that the whole rest of the morning. I came home and I okay, somebody's gotta take my pictures. <laughs> And my son who was back in our office, he was the only one here. I said, "Uh, sorry, Max, will you take my picture? And there I stood in my shorts and my sports bra. I'm I'm sure my 31 year old son was like, he's like, oh, okay, mom. But he (laughs) did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I hadn't done that. I just didn't want to face, I don't know. It's just been hard. Just like stepping on the scale. I'm working through
2: it. Yeah, it's all it's all about falling down and getting back up.
0: Get back up. hmm Yeah. And just put your head down and follow, do the work. Do the work. Do do the work. work. That's so, all.
2: So this is the last thing I'll say, I think, because we're sort of at a closing thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> when I look at my life as a whole, you know, I was listening to a guy speak one time. And he talks about like being a good man like what what, what does it look like to be a good man and like a lot of people say well you you gotta leave you gotta live this perfect life right and he said no it's not about that it's about you know when you do fall down and you make mistakes and and you make poor decisions and all that stuff it's how quickly do you get up and then you're gonna fall down and make poor decisions again and you're gonna make mistakes again and how quickly do you get up and he said at the end of it he's like you know I want to like when it's my time to go what I want somebody to say at the pulpit when they're talking about me you know for my eulogy is that guy made all the mistakes but got back up and he tried to make tried to make different mistakes he didn't make the same ones over and over again right? <laughs> and and you're you're literally learning from each experience and it's making right. you a better man and it's making right. you a better person and then you're moving through life not only with these life experiences but this wisdom that you have gained along the way and you know for the other generation like hey don't walk down that dark alley don't do that thing they might go do it but at least you can stand there and be like well i know how this you just sit here and watch this so, you know, you're a part of that narrative for our clients that's going to live through this podcast, because there's going to be things that we yeah. talked about in the podcast that are going to hit for other people that are probably, you know, before you where you are in the in the journey, and so they can hit back the replay button and be like, oh well, I at least know one person in Minnesota that's in miserable weather all the time that is <laughs> feeling exactly where I felt.
0: well yes amen Amen. and it's almost (laughs) we might hit 60 degrees this week so shush we're very excited (laughs) end of april it's getting better (laughs) Yeah. all right well ladies and gentlemen uh we are going to close this podcast out it has been an incredible hour of conversation and thank you so so much for um, spreading your wisdom and being willing to be vulnerable with us today that takes a ton of courage that many people don't access on and day. you rock
2: my face off like you are just the coolest lady in the world I just want <laughs> you to know that. that's my true feelings about it like even just your smile I just feel like she's a badass <laughs>
0: honestly honestly everyone <laughs> listening Anne is she is a rock star She is. Oh. she's a cool 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 chick so uh I'm I'll, embarrassed. I'll, put her, I'll put her instagram stuff on the in the info for you um because i know she would love to talk about her experience if you're interested for sure um, oh, of course and as always everyone you know how to get a hold of kenneth or i if you have questions or are interested in coaching this is what we do. And this is why we do. Um, Anne, I just got to tell you, I love you, my friend. Thank you. Have a great week.